0: Radio 191 FM podcast. Uh, Joining me in the studio now is Tony, who is the Living Environments Officer at Otago Museum, which is an amazing job description. How are you this morning, Tony?
1: I'm great. It's Friday. It's been a long week, but looking forward to the weekend.
0: Yeah, I can dig it. Uh, So, (laughs) the Living Environments Officer, as I said outside, it sounds like a job description from a colony ship or some form of extraterrestrial uh, spaceship system. What is it that you do at the museum?
1: Uh, So nothing nearly that cool, but I get to take care of all of the living things at the museum. So the butterflies, turtles, tarantulas, fish, the biozone interactives, things like that.
0: Right. Uh, Because I don't immediately think of living things at museums. Uh, I I tend to think of... dinosaur kid growing up, I tend to think of bones uh, and old dusty things. What living things
1: are you just mentioned? Turtles? Uh, a, a rainforest? Yeah, The Taugu Museum is really unique and it that has its own butterfly house. Yeah. So a few museums around the world do, but that's one of the things that a lot of people actually come to the museum for, is for our tropical forest. I'm doubly amazed
0: because A, it's a tropical forest in Dunedin, uh, and B, it's
1: inside? It's inside. Uh, picture a large greenhouse. So it, like clear roof on a nice sunny day. It gets lots of light. Yeah. it's enclosed because we don't want these butterflies to escape into the environment.
0: Right. Uh, is that to protect the environment or to protect the butterflies?
1: A little bit of both. Mostly the number one priority is it's a containment facility. We're bringing in... Butterflies from Costa Rica and the Philippines, so yep. they're foreign organisms. So we take a lot of precaution, even though these butterflies couldn't survive in New Zealand. We still want to be extra sure that they don't get out into our environment.
0: Right. Is that because they might uh, like damage the environment, or is it uh, like do they only eat cowrie seeds or something like that, or is
1: it? Well, we're very careful on the butterflies we take in, so right. none of them could actually consume any of our plants or anything like that. But New Zealand, as it should, is just extra cautious about anything that we take in from other countries. Yeah. So we work very closely with MPI and EPA and just follow the regular laws that any zoo would.
0: Right. Uh, that's uh, pretty... Im- I, I I am still struggling to get my <laughs> head around the fact that you have a rainforest inside.
1: Uh, how, do you, how do you manage a rainforest? Well, we make sure it's nice and warm. We bring in tropical plants and try to keep it as humid as possible because butterflies like really humid. Right. That's one reason we actually have our rain show is because it helps raise the humidity into the forest.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, So you said uh, that there are three different floors in the museum, which corresponds to the, I don't know, you use the word strata,
1: stratification yeah yep so the most butterfly houses like if you've ever been to butterfly creek in auckland beautiful butterfly house but it's all one floor yeah and ours actually has we have the ground floor and then two levels above that so you can see the butterflies behaving at different ways at uh, different temperatures the bottom is much cooler than the top yeah about 10 degrees difference sometimes oh wow well five to ten depending on the day yeah and so you can stand up there and look down onto this beautiful forest and see these butterflies flying around
0: so how Do they... You said they they behave differently at different uh, heights. Is it that they own... Well,
1: obviously they've got to eat. Uh, What else is it that butterflies do? Well, temperature is very important for a butterfly's behavior and activity. Warmer it is, the more they can flap around. And different species tend to like to be like under canopy, so they might be underneath our banana palms. Other species like to be above canopy, so they might be flying higher. And you can really see, especially the aggressive ones, will go up and down flying at the larger butterflies and things like that as protection. Things like that.
0: Do they all get on like is it i i know that in the natural world there's competition for for environment and resources do you all i mean i the butterfly is not perceived as nature's mo- most aggressive animal but do they is there any uh not conflict because that's humanizing but is there
1: uh competition Not for food resources because we provide them with as much nectar and fruit as they need because tropical butterflies that's all they eat is nectar and rotten fruit. Right, but more space. So we yeah. have to limit our numbers to about 2,000, and certain species like the teeny little great egg fly, which is a cute little black and blue one, is actually the most aggressive butterfly in the forest, and it will chase the large ones around because it just really likes its own territory.
0: Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> it's interesting uh, to hear. I love the fact. <laughs> that uh, a scientist just use the phrase aggressive butterfly. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, so there are some events that are taking place this weekend around the, the
1: no rain and no rain forest. Uh, what is that? So as I mentioned earlier, we like to keep it um, nice and humid in the forest. And one thing we used to do was just make it rain if it was getting a little too dry and we realized that people really enjoyed watching the rain coming down through the plants and right. seeing butterflies fly around. Yeah. So we decided to make it an educational show where we can talk about the importance of rain in tropical forests and how plants have adapted to that and have certain traits that allow them to live in such wet environments where right. they couldn't live in dry environments or our plants couldn't live in those kinds of environments. Wow. So, edutainment? Edutainment. Well, everything we try to do at the forest, while well, we're a museum, so we're yeah, number it's one educational thing. Yeah, things, obviously. Yeah. But also, I mean, people are coming there to for an experience and we want to make sure they can enjoy that as much as they can. So we try to provide them with shows. So we have our butterfly releases. We now have this no rain, no rainforest show.
0: Uh butterfly releases that uh do they make new ones themselves? Do you have to order them in? Do you how does one What's the turnover
1: rate of butterflies at the over. museum? So <laughs> tropical butterflies live a little bit longer than ter- uh, our temperate ones, but still only a few weeks to maybe a month or two for some species. Wow! So we're getting them shipped in in their pupae form, yeah, uh, chrysalisks from Costa Rica and the Philippines. Okay. We have one species that can breed in the forest, but we don't actively try to breed them here. We uh, prefer to get them shipped in because we just don't have the space to have the n- enough plants actually to have a breeding program.
0: Right. Uh and so the no rain, no rainforest events that are taking place this weekend, they're uh on Saturday
1: and Sunday? Yep, so it'll be Saturday and Sunday at two thirty PM and it'll be actually at two thirty all day, every day next week. Oh right, okay, cool. So keeping it on for the last week of the school holidays? And then after school holidays it'll be every weekend at two thirty until the next school holidays.
0: Right. Uh and what is what can we expect to
1: see uh in in a rainforest, in in a museum. So if you come in at two thirty, you'll be able to. You'll, one of our lovely communicators will turn off the waterfall and talk for about five minutes about just adaptations of the plants and different animals and things like that. Each communicator does it slightly different twists on all their shows. Okay. And then they will turn on the rain and it'll rain for two minutes. If you ask them really nicely, they may even give you an umbrella or a poncho so you can walk around in the rain and just see this we have uh from the ceiling like an irrigation system that runs along the top yeah and it just w- spits out water that comes down and looks like rain in a rainforest
0: wow uh and what is i mean uh i'm sure that all of the living environments uh um obviously uh under your just jurisdiction do you have a favorite
1: um I like the tarantulas quite a bit. Okay. I don't get to interact with them a lot. Yeah. Um, and I just like being in the forest, uh, the ecology of the forest overall. It's this warm environment that we're maintaining in cold, rainy. Yeah,
0: rainy. I, that's still a, a bit of a noodle twist for me. The fact uh, that if I go in su- inside, uh,
1: there's a tropical forest um, and also in... Dunedin and most people are surprised when they walk in they'll come in with their big heavy coats and suddenly they're in a 30 degree tropical forest yeah greenhouse butterfly house yeah
0: that's amazing Uh, okay um and I I am interested personally uh, I've seen a lot of pictures of your pitcher plants You've got carnivorous, do you feed the carnivorous plants? Is there somebody who goes around with tweezers and drops insects into them? Or, I mean, a a museum, you're probably hoping that there's not insects just ambiently wandering around?
1: Well, that is something in the wider museum we really try to avoid, is yeah. anything that could hurt the our collection. But in the forest, we're bound to get ants and fruit flies and things like that, just because of the plants and the nectar we have around for the butterflies. Yeah. And so the pitcher plants are actually doing quite well on their own, so they're taking in enough of those things and actually helping us out with our fruit flies.
0: Cool. That's awesome. How do you manage the... I, I can't imagine it's a hard grey line between uh natural environment and controlled built environment in terms of the museum. How do you manage that? Are there airlocks or it's very, the equivalent?
1: Very carefully, yeah. We have a um we when you first get there you'll be a have a glass sliding door that you have to go through and you go into a dark room that is actually designed butterflies don't like flying into dark spaces. And so you walk through this okay. space with some UV lights, and then there'll be another door that you have to go through. And so that helps maintain it separate from... And then we also have the biozone of Tuhura, science center, right on the other side. Yeah, And that's its own little like curved hallway, almost, that also helps keep it. And then there's a wider science center after that, and then we get to the museum proper.
0: Right, so it's a combination of the pinnacle of door technology pretty much and we Um, also
1: have fans above the door that like help blow things down keep it into the forest and things like that
0: yeah uh that sounds really amazing i'm still struggling to believe it's so you've turned parts of the museum into a terrarium almost
1: pretty much yeah it's a living display
0: yeah that's really, that's really exciting. Uh, cool. So the No Rain, No Rainforest events are at 2.30 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And then 2.30 next week as well. Yeah. Uh, do I need to book or anything like that, or can I just rock up?
1: So oh, it is part of the Science Center Tuhura's, um tickets. Yep. So if you get tickets to Tehura, um, you can go to any of the shows uh, in the forest for free.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, well thank you very much for your time this morning. It was really nice to meet you and really nice to chat. Thanks for having me. No worries. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.